Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Catheter. Uh, my name is Max. I'm here with two fantastic guests. I'm Bill. I've uh, done some of these before. Mm. Good time, though. Great. Yeah. And we've got our friend John as well. Yes. Uh, I've never been on the show before. Super excited to be here. Well, we brought you over for the best movie ever made. Go ahead and roll clip. I was given paranormal powers as a child. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! You were given a power. Others want to take this from me. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. Great. So that was your first time ever seeing that, huh? Yes. Uh, first experience with any Neil Breen movie. Correct. Uh, for those of you not familiar, Neil Breen is a Las Vegas filmmaker. Not sure of his age. But he makes a lot of independent movies where he uh, writes it, he directs it, he's the star, he produces it. Caters it, caters does it. the sound on it. He yep. makes these kind of like little fantasy movies for himself. And this was his uh, third movie he ever made, and he's currently at five. Give me the keys of these locks. I don't have any keys. Give me the key to the lock. I don't have a key, I don't know anything. Give me the key. I don't have... Only five. Only five. Oh. I'm amazed that after this people continued to let him make movies. He um, lets himself make movies. I have discovered more information than any hacker ever has. Ever. Right, but like hearing that the last few have actually made money. Um, yes. I think there's a difference between like a cult classic and uh, people that watch a movie ironically. And I okay. feel like that's how he is making money. So let's get into that then, I guess. How genuine do you think this is? Because, Bill, you've made a point. When we saw Neil Breen's newest movie together a couple months ago, you weren't sure if he was still for real or making fun of himself. But at, at this point, at what was this, number three? This is three. At film number three, this is a genuine Good. trying to make a movie for sure. I find this very genuine as well. I think it was his fantasy to make this movie about himself. And this is fantasy number three. Uh, fantasy number one, he was CIA agent stuck out in the desert um, in him and his car eating tuna. Second one was him as cyber Jesus coming down from space to judge humanity. Third one is the computer hacker. Teleporting computer hacker. Right. Fourth, he's uh, God, basically. And, uh, well, I guess in the CIA one, he's God as well. In the fifth one, he's kind of God as well. He seems like he's kind of God in all of his movies. He likes to be God. Let's go. I get curious. I It's weird for me because Neil Breen seems like he is the best filmmaker ever, but he might be the worst director I've ever seen. You can't get performances out of an actor like how Neil Breen can get performances out of an actor. I'm sorry. 
I, I let you down. A lot of the actors in this movie, I don't think they're like bad at acting necessarily, but I think they're just so fucking confused and maybe a little bit creeped out by what he's asking them to do that it just comes off. He killed himself! He killed himself! Like, like that. Like in that scene. Yeah, especially with the, with the creepy women scenes when mm. he's like getting super close and... I'm gonna put the gag back in. Please be very quiet. Don't make a noise. We are going to play the plot game. Uh, because I think before we keep discussing this, we need to give people a general idea of what does happen in this movie. Because it's quite hard to get into. So we're each gonna have 30 seconds to explain as much of the plot as we can, and then hopefully you'll have a better idea of what the movie's like, and we'll pepper some clips in. Um, All right. I'll go first. All right, uh, ready, set, go. Young Neil Breen is like a seven-year-old and a seven-year-old little girl are running through the mountains and they come upon a treasure underneath a mushroom. There's a brace, there's some rocks in it. The, girls, the girl makes a bracelet out of the rocks. Neil Breen keeps the cube. Years later, he's a successful guy walking across the street. He gets hit by a car. His face gets fucked up. Uh, the doctor in the hospital that he goes to ends up being the little girl from what he knew when he was a kid because she had to move away previously. I skipped that. All right, so then after the car accident, he just leaves the hospital uh, totally alone, gets and in. Naked. Yeah, totally alone and naked, gets home. Uh, him and his wife are having problems because he's taking pills <clears throat> and she's stealing the pills. Uh, then we have this random friends uh, that they're drunk and sad and their family just sucks. Um, so then uh, out of nowhere, he's a computer scientist novelist that's uh, tracking down CIA secrets. Go. And he's going to discover, he's uncovering the government secrets that are going to topple banks, governments. I think that's the broad gist of it. I'm going to continue hacking into these government systems to see what I can find out. Um, all the women are in love with him except for his friend's wife, and his friend's wife kills his friend, his wife kills herself, his friend's daughter wants to sleep with him, and then his wife, wait, his wife kills himself, and then doctor divorces her fiance, wants to get with him, they gotta un uh, discover government secrets, he reveals government secrets, and everybody who is revealed to have secrets commit suicide kills on them, national kills TV. themselves. I resigned today as president of the bank. We were all under pressure to operate in a deceiving way and cheat the customer. Goodbye. So Neil Breen obviously is not a Hollywood filmmaker. He's making these movies on his own terms. I believe he's based in Las Vegas and Northern California. Um, this is not his main job. It's turning into it because these movies are making more and more money as they come out. So this insane. is becoming his full-time job. But at least during this one and his two previous films, um, he had a side job. And uh, Bill knows what it is. I know what it is. But you don't. So I'm going to give you some options of... Uh, what Neil okay. Breen's day job is, and you're gonna tell me which one, okay? Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, All right. I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna give you three. Ooh. Uh, number one, professional bowler and diner owner. 
Okay, we've been talking about bowling a lot today. Okay. So. so professional bowler and diner owner. He owns a diner. Okay. Number two, architect and real estate mogul. Mm. And finally, number three, blackjack dealer and ex-model. What is Neil Breen? <laughs> blackjack dealer and ex-model. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. He is actually an architect, real estate mogul. Wow. He has what? so much money. Because I, we believe, you know how there's the Ferrari in this movie? Yeah. That the guy kills himself. The best suicide, by the way, the best <laughs> suicide scene ever. Usually the most funny part of a movie isn't when you're over your dead friend. I can't believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I cannot believe you committed suicide. I cannot believe you committed suicide. Can't get you out of this one. I can't help you out of this one, Jim. So I, I thought screaming wife with I killed or he killed himself was <laughs> almost better than Neil Breen's I can't believe you committed suicide. He killed himself! <laughs> yeah, but architect, he, this is an architect Kind of like fantasy is him as like a godlike supernatural being. Let's not forget he can float through doors in this movie, um, in his little in his suit. <laughs> what, what's that, like this? he never oh, wears? What's the genre of this movie? What genre is this? House school. Almost done. But I have this really interesting project about elephants in Africa. I'm sure Dylan doesn't want to hear about that now. I want to hear about our project. In 200 words or less. It's impossible I, though, isn't it? I, I feel like he kind of sticks to the same, like almost. I feel I, stupid for wanting to call this a romantic political thriller. <laughs> I, I would romantic supernatural I would political thriller. I would. But I think that's what fits. <sighs> I would cut the romantic out of it because I feel like I know, but I don't know if it's ever. Fuck him! I don't know if that's ever the plot though. I love you. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. But I would agree. I would agree to supernatural, supernatural political. What do you think? Love, romance? Yeah, I think you got to have the romance in there because you've got the young love with the doctor. Let us not forget. By the way, speaking of romantic comedies, which this movie is one of them, the best spinach scene in the history of cinema. Roll the clip. What's your barometer for best spitted scene? I've just Give never me one you, other spitted. You start scene. them at Popeye with Robin Williams, That's and you true. go from there. And you go up. <laughs>
Those are, that's your criteria. But what's interesting, though, is the spinach has center stage. Neil Breen just happens to be acting with the spinach, but the spinach is the main role in that scene. But nobody has a like reasonable human reaction to the spinach like falling off. <laughs> that is true, and uh, I think I, I think I need to get into my theory. That Neil Breen is a cyborg? No, And that's close. how you can tell when you, spin, no, no, no. when you spill spinach in front of a, a cyborg. After this watch, I believe that Neil Breen is a psychopath. I'm not going to say necessarily... Did you say psychopath? Like he's into like he loves riding biking. his bike? A or psychopath? Psychopath. Okay. I believe that he does not feel normal human emotions. How could Jim have killed himself? Like he's writing a movie mm. because he's watched movies, not because he knows what actual emotions and are. And he kind of thinks he's Tom Cruise a little bit. Right. Like, a let's little say, bit. Like, more, let's, than, more than normal. Yeah, no, let's say he just watched a bunch of Mission Impossible movies and he's like, okay, all right, uh, this is the, uh, the, the spinach falls over and that's funny. This is the romantic And scene. then we react to it being funny and then every. Then people are like, why is that funny? He's like, it's funny, react. I'll react. <laughs> Spinach. This is how people laugh. Um, like you're like the Velociraptor scene you were talking about, where he looks scarily like a Velociraptor. It's yes. just the like, I'm gonna stare at you like I care. There's a scene where Neil Breen is staring lovingly at the girl he loves, and he looks like a fucking raptor. It's a magical day. It's a magical time. So we had kind of talked earlier, John and I, how he's kind of like a Tommy Wiseau type of guy. Like, this movie's, I don't know, the acting and certain directing choices remind you of The Room. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. But, like, how no one knows how old Tommy Wiseau is. I, no one really knows how old Neil Breen is. So I wanted to see how old you guys thought he was. Because I have my guess. So, um... Not during this, but now. So I'm going I'm gonna to go... I'm going to go for both. Uh, I okay. Think, I think oh, I in, love it. In the film... Six years difference. Or, uh, sorry, seven. Seven years. I think in the film, they were going for about, like, 32... For like the older, that's uh, how for old, like the blonde lady. That's how old he was supposed to be in this movie, correct? Because <laughs> in this movie, the blonde lady and Neil Breen are meant to be the same age, right? So because they're the ones that were that had met as children. That the blonde lady was thirty-two, so okay. he was supposed to be thirty-two with her. Correct. How old is he in that scene? At least fifty-four. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah, I'd put him at sixty now. So I, I think he's like yeah. sixty-one or sixty-two now, judging by uh, how quickly he was running in his last one. I wanted to bring this up. Best sex scene ever. And now you're thinking which one. So I'm going to specify for you. The one in which he wrecks all of the laptops. I'm done talking. Really? Don't forget the files. He throws all the files. Yep. I'm not really sure I would call that a sex scene because there's maybe one 
kiss in there. There's some awkward hugging. They rip off each other's shirts a little bit. Should we get into the trash bag scene? <laughs> oh, whenever, whenever <laughs> you're ready, you can jump into the trash keep... bag scene. Can we even uh, post? Can we even show that? Is there too much ass in that? Or is, uh, it's like side ass. Can you show sh side ass on YouTube? Yeah, I think you can. Is that bad for children? Good, right? Okay, anyways. Oh, I think you're good if there's no nips. There's a scene in this movie that keeps getting shown of Neil Breen and some mystery woman clutching each other inside of his garage where they shot it, and the garage is just covered with black trash bags. And we were talking about, if you were this woman, not an actress yet, if you were just some random woman going, yeah, I'm going to help this guy from work with his movie, and you show up and he's like, take your clothes off in my garbage bag filled garage. Weird. But I, that's where the weirdness comes in is because we could not identify that naked woman from anyone in the movie. I still have my Wait. bets on for on, on the younger girl. I, I do as well. We you, saw her again yeah. in the movie. She's hmm. got the long hair. I think it matches. I think it's her. So I, you guys think it's, it's you guys think it's the couple's daughter. Yeah. That tries yeah, to sleep I, with him in the bathtub. Maybe, yes. but it would also make so much sense. If every woman that was in this movie, mm. he led to that trash bag lined garage, and they all said, said no. take your clothes off, and they said, I'm going home. Yeah. And then he found a, a woman willing to do That's that. That's what I thought. I thought maybe, since he's from Vegas for sure, it would not be that difficult to uh, pay a woman not to sleep with him, but instead go into his garage, take her clothes off, and act in a movie. I guess not really much acting. But then again, if you were a prostitute, you'd be like, you're going to murder me, asshole. I'm getting out of here. They'd but, be more wary uh, than just an average woman, probably. But also, why wouldn't you get somebody with at least the hair color of... Who's it supposed to be? He isn't writing another novel. He's writing about government secrets. Let's get into this. This movie is an hour and 39 minutes. Um, mm. We watched the full thing. There's fan cuts of all Neil Breen's movies online because they're usually too long. For example, the fan cut of this 99-minute uh, movie is 45 minutes. So in your opinion, how much could get shaved off of this and it would still make sense? How many, how many minutes too long is this? Let's do that. You, you, you go first, John. I think I, I it's at least 60 minutes too long. So this should be a 39-minute... This should be a 39-minute <laughs> movie. And I think you can make it a 39-minute movie without cutting a single second of dialogue. Yeah. Um, Good point. It's, and it's really, really prevalent in the beginning because the first 10, 15 minutes, there's maybe 20 lines of dialogue. Yeah. Um, it starts really, really slow. Why do you keep saying that? Why? I know I have issues. But yeah, I think you could get this down to uh, 39 to 45 minutes. Uh, well, 45 is how long the uh, fan cut is. Right, and just, I think 45 is pretty good, and I don't think you would have to cut one second of dialogue. I'm afraid of going to prison. They now know my crimes. All right, to be clear, I hate this movie. Okay, I, I was waiting for this. I'm going to make you yell at us why later. But I think cutting it down just diminishes what it is. And at I guess at least it has that going for it. Mm. 
which is my whole Sonic but, defense. But, but what is that? That it's a mountain of shit instead of just like a foothill of shit? Yes! Why do you keep saying that? If you go walking down the street and you see a dog shit, you go, huh? And you walk by it. If you saw <laughs> a mountain of, of dog shit, you would stop. You would look at it. You'd probably <laughs> wow. take a picture. You'd tell everybody about it. You'd be like, did you just see... Have you walked past mountain the of mountain shit. of dog shit? I'm gonna shoot this damn car up full of holes! No, no, no! Jim! Let's talk about that. That Ferrari yeah. in the movie and the Rolls Royce are presumably both his. I'd presume both rented. See, I don't know because he spent less time shooting those as rentals. Maybe the Lamborghini, but the garage is shots. full of Ferrari stuff, and it made me think like that was his garage with his little Ferrari. Mm. And plus, the actor that's not him who was seen cleaning the Ferrari was mm. really only allowed to touch that driver's side mirror. Correct. That mirror yeah, and you know Neil Brew would be like, "Don't touch my fucking car." You can clean the fucking mirror, but like, wasn't I cleaning the mirror last night? Won't Won't the audience say something about that? You don't touch my fucking don't car. Call nine one one. Bill, what was your favorite scene in this movie? All right, I'm going to go with... I don't remember exactly which tantrum it was he's throwing, but it's the one where he starts to throw books. I can't wait any longer. I don't think Neil Breen's ever thrown... <laughs> Anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. When one thing that I loved, especially about the throwing of the books, mm. is uh, he's a novelist, so he's got you know a bunch of this exact same book in his office that you're supposed to think is his first book. And then in one of the scenes when he's throwing books around, because there's the multiple, you can clearly see that this book was written by a gentleman named Joe Woodward, not Dylan, whatever the fuck this guy's name is supposed to be in the movie. Yeah. Maybe it's his uh, pen name, John... He is an international hacker for secrets that are national and international. <laughs> yeah, you got a sniper does try to kill this man when he uncovers all of the government secrets. You will be shocked and amazed at what I have here. I think it was implied he exploded him with his mind. Right. That's implied? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's, that's what I got. That's it's, just, it's, it's, yeah. Seriously? I don't it, know. Just Neil Breen just shot him a glance, and, and that's he, all you need. He died. Because he's God now. Because <laughs> he's exposed all the secrets, and now he's God. Wasn't and if that someone obvious? tries to kill him, How did he you can kill that? him first. I hate this movie. I would revoke all of my bad tidings on Neil Breen movies if he turned, if he made it a shared universe and just connected all of them at one point. Like the Marvel, like the MCU. Yeah, well, we're raised like Neil, uh, every, every Neil Breen is Neil Breen. They're all God. They're all computer hackers. They're all doctors. NBU, they all have, the NBU. And the they're NBU. all parallel universes of him as God. <laughs> the and then the Avengers will be him as God. <laughs> just all the different movies. Him. And they can all just do whatever they want. Like the League of Extraordinary people. Gentlemen with just Neil Breen. Oh, God. <laughs> but I thought you liked when I came here. No, I don't like it. You've got to go. Go now. You cannot come here. 
uh, at the end of the movie, during the credits, it shows like how he did so oh, much, geez. wrote it, directed oh, it, music director, uh, was involved in the editing, was involved in the shooting, just did everything. But there's also a list of companies like uh, for editing, like BNB Editing, BNN Entertainment. Food and Films. Food and Films. And you're like, okay, so there's some companies to do with this. Like he had a company for catering, he had a company for editing. And then it gets the very, literally the last clunk of credits after like five seconds of black is... Any company with an N or B in it was work personally done by Neil Breen. These companies are fictional, and the work was done by Neil Breen. Which is every company in the <laughs> Every company. I am resigning today as your senator. The people who elected me deserve someone who cares about them and the country. Many of my other fellow incompetent senators must resign now also. This movie might be the most uh, amazing example that if you put your mind to making a movie, you can make a movie. And it might not necessarily be that good, but just the little amount of love and care that you are putting into it someone will find enjoyment out of it. Maybe not for the reasons you intended, just like The Room where Tommy Wiseau was like, well, no, it's a thriller. And then when it, like people were laughing at it, he right. was like, no, I always meant it for it to be a comedy. Like he denied that, like he was like, oh, I meant for people to laugh at these parts. I used to know a girl, she had a dozen guys. One of them found out about it, beat her up so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> what a story, Mark. Yeah, you can say that again. This guy wanted to make a movie and he about his own fantasy for the third time. His first two movies are, he's a CIA agent and he's God as well. He didn't get enough of that. And he's back for the third one. And this- and he keeps going. And this at the time was his best movie. He's made two ones better than this since because his movies keep getting better and better, but he's not straying from the genre. It's like the band Cake, you know? Like they don't stray oh, from the formula. <laughs> it's like Cake. So that's my comparison. It's cake like, it's like, it's like Cake. Like I like, I fucking like Cake the band, by the way. That sings the distance. I like that band, and it's because I like the stuff that doesn't stray too far from that Cake formula that I like listening to. John, these movies are very similar to Cake. A lot of ways. I hate to tell you, John, but that's what I'm it to. But I love Cake. It's that's interesting, because I love Cake, too, and I hated this movie. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? At the end of the day, this was just a weird, weird old man fantasy. And he was 32. <laughs> you asshole. He was, <laughs> he was at, the same age as that at woman. At least 54. <laughs> at least 54. And he just had this weird fucking fantasy. And it really just goes to show that, like, just because anyone can make art mm. doesn't mean everybody should. I can't go on with this. I can't go on with this. I'm an American. I'm an American. I love this country. My country. No, I feel Would like you say that you enjoy Neil Breen's films organically or ironically? I tell you what, I'm big into creativity. 
And I gotta say, man, just the amount of raw creativity in these fucking things okay. where it's like, I can travel through walls and, and I when I, I can move away from my own reflection in a mirror and every chick wants to fuck me because I am God and I have the cube and I find things in the forest and skeletons turn towards me and you just kind of have to go like, holy shit, like I wish you were directing Transformers. <laughs> like I wish you were directing like Armageddon. I want you to make these Jerry Bruckheim movies please but even just that it sounded like it, it started like genuine uh love for this guy and then it ended like holy shit we just gotta let this crazy piece of shit go i just kind of want him to do because like tommy wiseau made the room and then after that like nothing really like right. that was it he like, made one incredible shit film right and whereas neil breen i i hold to the fact that his movies keep getting better Many things are going to change now. I'm going to eliminate hundreds of millions of the human species. I am going to kill them immediately. You've only seen two Neil Breen movies, one of which is this. This is the second time you've seen this. But yes. the other one was when us and a bunch of friends went to a movie theater recently because they did screen his newest movie at a lot of theaters across the country. Did you, And I'll put a clip in of his newest movie right now. I miss my brother. I'm with you. Okay, so do you like that better or the one we just watched? You're thinking. I am thinking. But I know you know the answer is. <sighs> then I guess the only thing, and I think it fits, that I can compare this movie to is like... A poorly lit garage that's just got trash bags <laughs> taped up oh, no. from floor to ceiling. That was obscene. Because, like, <laughs> though at the end of the day, it is essentially harmless for what it is. <laughs> it's just, it makes me really fucking uneasy. <laughs> And I don't want to be there. Is there a bit of you that enjoys it? There's a bit of you that enjoys laughing at it. You laughed a couple times. Right. Uh, there's a bit of me that... Uh, there's absolutely a bit of me that enjoys laughing at it. Mm -hmm. um, but not in a way that I could really consider myself a fan. I in the same way that there's like there's a lot of dumb shit that like you might find me laughing at, but I don't engage with. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. And Neil Breen for sure. If you ever invite me back to be on this show, I'll watch another Neil Breen. I'll probably chuckle a couple that, times. John. I'm going to make you watch. When Twisted Pair comes out, because it is still not oh, out on DVD God. yet, I'm going to oh, make Jesus. you watch it. You're going to fucking love it. Oh. Yeah, I will absolutely going, come dude. back. That movie was fucking beast. <laughs> I loved it. I saw it twice in theaters, back-to-back -back nights. Fuck yes. That's just insane. It's so he it's, he doesn't no one makes movies like him. Like every movie you see looks the fucking when you see a trailer like so many trailers look the exact same and then you see a trailer to a Neil Breen movie and go, "What the fuck? Take you out to dinner. Let's have a let's have a drink. Let's have a drink. Leave me alone. Let's have I a drink. I'll meet you back here at eight o'clock. Is that your defense of Neil Breen? Is I've paid for his material and damn it, I'm gonna get my money's worth. It, He's given you as well as all of his actors and actresses fucking but, Stockholm syndrome. But keep this in mind. 
every movie he releases gets wider and wider theater releases. It's not just me. The last one, this is a large Stockholm cult at this point. We love this man. I'm fine with that. I guess it can be a cult. Cult. It's not Stockholm, it's a cult. All right, we're in a cult. (laughs) I I like it. It's a good cult. He's a good leader. If I ever wasn't a cult, I'd fucking follow Neil Breen. We were saying earlier, if if, if you turn, if Neil Breen told you he was Jesus, would you believe him at least for a little bit? <laughs> I I wouldn't. Is Jesus I this wouldn't nerdy? count him out. You uh, wouldn't, would you? You'd be like, I huh, well, like, yeah, maybe. Go back to the countries that you came from. Make a difference there. Take power. Organize your citizens. Lead a revolt against the politicians, the corruption, and the injustices that we all know. Do do you think that you could direct a good performance out of Neil Breen? Yes, well, I'd cast him appropriately. I wouldn't cast him as the savior of humanity. Certainly not. Liquor store owner? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. I've got great family genes, but I'm still in pain. Let's talk about Record Ben. John, we have a podcast. Yeah, we've uh, we've worked really hard on it. We've been doing it for almost a couple years now, uh, moving from doing a bunch of bullshit live streams on Facebook that maybe you've seen, and uh, now we're recording here at this very table. Um, we're really happy about it. Absolutely. So. Uh, the first episode of Record Bin uh, is up by now. It is for the Foo Fighters' first self-titled album. Um, yes, yes. An album on which Dave Grohl did everything himself. This is before he had a band. And uh, you guys really tore into each other over this because, Bill, you hate this album. And, John, you were a big fan. So it was a really interesting and, and angry discussion. Yeah, and that's usually the, the basic setup for any episode is we listen to some garbage music. And Absolutely. We, uh, mm-hmm. Well, according to one of us, and then we uh, yell at each other for a while. So check out Record Bin on Spotify, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, Stitcher. It's everywhere. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. We'll do more. We are going to watch Twisted Pair. I'm in. You're you're coming back. You're coming back. You're coming back. Come on. See, he's willing to give Breen another shot. Can I watch one I haven't seen at least again? Okay, fine. We'll watch. That's a good idea. Let's watch one that you haven't seen, and then we'll watch Twisted Pair. Oh, okay. And we're going to bring Wait, Logan on. Two in a day? No, not, not in a day. day. We'll nobody we'll nobody can survive <laughs> yeah, that. No, definitely not. At that, that point, it is Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>